Hey, good afternoon, good morning, good night. This is Connor Hallway from Golden Deer Productions, and I'm recording this on my iPhone if this audio sounds wicked bad. Listen, I had to edit this episode. I didn't have to. I chose to because we're, uh, we're transitioning between producers, and I wanted to get this done quick, so I was the one who edited the video and the audio on this. So if it doesn't sound as crispy or as clean as some of the episodes, it's because Frankie Films or Abu is not editing it. So, headphone users, beware, man. They're, the audio might max out at certain points. But this is an episode with the Urban Collective show. They were representing show for the mass cast. And uh, a lot of the talk was about kind of the division between white creative communities in Boston and black creative communities in Boston. That was a major takeaway. Also, there's just a lot of me trying to make jokes and them pretending that they think I'm funny, even though most of the jokes probably weren't hitting. But... With that being said, I'm definitely going to the West Indian Festival this year. This is going to be fire. I got the free hookup. We're getting on the float together. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Listen, if you're watching this or you're listening to this episode, send me a DM, man. Let me know what you think. I'm totally eager to connect with people who are listening to the show and how I can do better. But hey, it was Big Bochy Editing, man. See you there. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. But one of the things we realized when we started doing that is we're meeting all of these talented people and sometimes they're like, hey, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I need uh, a graphic designer. I need somebody to print clothing for me or anything. We've kind of been behind the scene like, hey, plug. here, exactly. Work with this person, work with that person. And then we do you know, the other side where we talk about, we let you know what we're thinking on certain things that happen daily. But the main focus is interviewing entrepreneurs throughout the city because yeah. who doesn't want to get interviewed who doesn't exactly. want to talk about themselves, exactly. themselves and what they do how you can support them how you can connect i mean yeah. but also like great things are happening in boston water earth fire air long ago the four dear nations lived together in harmony then Everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four. Okay, start again. Sorry, Mike, again, one more time. What's up, I'm Mike. I'm uh, managing Phoenix Down Recording Studio this summer, and uh, just a pleasure to be working with you, Connor. Here. You're a great guy. Thank you, Mike. I know you got to slide out of here. And Shirley, you want to slide up? For reference, if this seems abrupt, it's just because I wasn't recording the last 90 seconds of this. <laughs> hey, I'm Shirley, a.k.a. Scorpio Spice, and I do everything for the Urban Collective. Yes. Scorpio Spice, whoa. She does. She holds us down. Yeah. So... When- when you email, whatever you do, you're speaking and interacting with her. So yep. you're not interacting with Bernadine or myself. No. It's usually Scorpio Spice. And Shirley's on the ball. No, yeah. She's on it. She's on it. She keeps us together, keeps us in line. Um, if there are any delays, she's always like, hello. Like, I don't get it. What's going on? So I appreciate her. She's our backbone for sure. So Shirley, can I ask you a favor? What Wh- while we're recording. So normally I have a producer here, but I think they might have slept in. Well, yeah, there might in like twenty minutes. I might just be like, "Yo, can you just check the cameras real quick?" It, they'll just they'll be rolling. I'm just like totally petrified that they're not because mm. we can't <laughs> see them. So, to my right, I have two individuals who are frequent collaborators on a podcast called the Urban Collective Show. Mm. And mind you, I had I had initially seen your guys' podcast way before we were talking. Mm. I thought you guys were running out of the PBS building for a while. <laughs> I did because it kind of had that vibe to it. Like we're like really socially conscious. Mm-hmm. We're like, look clean. Like we got this going on. Thank you. But then I realized that you guys are working out of like a, a co-op space. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Where's that? 
we're working out of the well to start thank you so yeah. much for having us Actually, on yeah, here. please tell me who you are and yeah. what you do <laughs> awesome so um my name is bernadine also known as bernadine truth i'm the first lady of the urban collective show um and also founder of know your truth speak your truths and i'm really excited to be on the show um and to answer your question about our space we actually record out of the phil's corner business lab right in phil's corner in dorchester massachusetts keeping all of our content in and from the city of boston yeah, what she just said. Uh, but <laughs> my name is Stefan, a.k.a. NIC. I'm one of the hosts of the Urban Collective uh, show. Also do the edits behind the scene, record. A lot of the audio and video stuff you see is through me. Um, yeah, and uh, also a member of uh, Spoof Network Carnival, which is a part of the Boston Caribbean Carnival, which is held on August 24th. That's what Sean and um, Sam were saying last night. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's, I, I guess, crazy. You should come out. So that, so that I'm gonna extend an invitation to you. So show, so Sam frequently called me a colonizer on the show, <laughs> and and then he goes, "If you're not, you should definitely come to the the Caribbean festival we got going on. Okay. To prove well, he, you're not. He wants, you to, he wants you to prove that you're an ally. <laughs> but no, you should definitely come out. We have our own. Um, I'm looking for a new food. girlfriend. I would love to. Let's do it. Trust Listen, me, they love them with some white boys, man. Don't come out man. to the carnival. Just they love them some white boys. They no, trust time me. out. We're cutting out fetishes right now. It's not a fetish situation. It ain't it's no a, fetish or anything. It's I'm a just saying. really. We appreciate when we see somebody else of another <laughs> culture, another race come and support. Absolutely. So, right, is everyone going to be like staring at me like, what's this? No, 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 no. Every year we have people. Our flow. Um, He's being nice. It depends no, 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 on your vibe. No, no. If you come in there like, yo, I'm ready. Like, I want to embrace the like, culture. Like you're going to get loved. Like, you, can, you can do some daggering if you want. I might be down <laughs> for some daggering, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I might try it. Um, I don't know. But yeah, come. I'm definitely inviting you to come. We have our own flow. You can be on top of the truck. You can be down wherever you want. Walk around. There's going to be liquor flowing. There's going to be a lot of music. Beautiful vibe, man. It's an all-day thing. Um, it happens on Saturday, August 24th. It's around from 12 to about 6 o'clock. So are you, are you the sole organizer? It's between uh, myself so and um, my partner, who is DJ Smooth. He started it. It was formerly known as Grimas Camp. We changed the name. A lot of people left and everything. We were trying to make it so that it was open to the community. And we realized it couldn't work. Just too many people's inputs, people not doing what they're supposed to do. Huh. So we kind of closed it up and said, okay, let's get these four people to organize it. And then we'll extend our invitations to everybody else because it's for the community. But at the same time, it's just when you have too many you know, people trying to do something, it just doesn't work sometimes. What's, so. the, what's the turnout traditionally like? Uh, the last, event itself or yeah, on our the event, The event itself yeah. runs anywhere. Last year they had about 140,000 people there. Okay. I'm gonna repeat that. 140,000 people. All right. So, quick question. I, and this, not to sound insensitive, but is this the same thing as Carnival, or is this different? It is Carnival. It is Carnival. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so and you're calling it the West Indian Festival. It, well, yeah. That's the, that's the that's official the, name. The of official it. name is the Caribbean um, Festival. So, Kakab is the way you can look it up online. This one, a lot of people have like regalia on, kind of. Exactly. Okay. So you have the different countries from the Caribbean. Not all of them participate. Right now, you have. Haiti, of course, because we're Haitian, so we represent our um, Haitian heritage. You have Jamaica, Trinidad, uh, and Tobago, St. Lucia, Dominica. Um, I'm trying to think of Wales. Am I missing? Puerto Rico, are they Barbados? Involved? No, so Puerto Rico has their own day parade by themselves, festival. the Puerto Rican festival. And Dominicans are not involved also. Well, Costa Rican. Oh, wait, excuse me. That's that's Yeah, so, it's mainly, like, yeah, so it's mainly like the Caribbean nations okay, that are cool. involved. So you have about eight to ten countries. Some have bigger, some have smaller crowds, depending on their... Boston, we have the third largest Haitian population in the U.S. It's Miami, New York, and us. That's something uh, I've been that. learning over time since I started the show is mm -hmm. that like there are so many pockets of yeah. Caribbean like communities in Boston. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're so, also Haitian. I am. Yeah, so, so the so whole you, podcast, you everybody are, on the podcast is Haitian. Are you guys like second generation? Yeah, I'm first generation. Yeah, first generation. So your parents are from Haiti. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. When did they come here? Um, my mother came here, I want to say about 33 years ago now. So you guys speak Creole? I yeah. do. How would you say like, hey, I'm Connor Hall and I'm a great guy? I gotta slow down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can say no moi, say Connor. No moi like means my name, name is. No moi, uh -huh. no. say Connor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Moi c'est un bon garçon, I'm a good guy. Moi c'est un basso. Bon. 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 Garçon. Garçon. Yeah. Moi c'est bon garçon. Hey, close enough. You're close. You're close. Close enough. Close enough. We'll, we'll go with that. You might want to learn that a little bit more when you go yeah, to the festival. Yeah, especially if you're coming out to the right, festival. Right, you're coming out to the festival. Just, just say Sai Passe, you'll be good. Right. Sai Passe? Yeah, that's what's up. 
That's like, what's up? Yeah. And, and I know people, I say, hey, can I get you a drink? What's going on? Shorty? How are you? <laughs> See, there's going to take a little level, bit more extra work. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's like a conversation conversation. So, <laughs> so how did you guys meet? Um, that's a good question. Yeah. So, um, to be honest, I knew Shirley and Stefan for years growing up in our church, but we didn't tra- we didn't necessarily um, migrate in the same circles, right? But like in our church community, growing up at St. Angela's in Mattapan, Boston, um, our fa- our parents were involved in the church community in whatever ways that they were. Stefan was actually an altar server. Yeah, my- put all my business out there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm right. going to. You're, an, mother, you're an altar boy. Yeah, I was an altar, altar boy. boy. I was forced to be an altar boy. So for- it's, like, it's a Catholic church. Yeah, yeah Catholic, Catholic church. church. So. My mother was in the choir, so then I was also um, one of the altar servers in some ways where I was like bringing up the offertory like communion and things like that for the Catholic church community and was like a dancer in the church um but then we took like a time out in that right so like life happens and then um Kevin Kevin who Kevin be the brand who used to be another host on our show um he and I hosted in a, a fashion show together at Northeastern several years ago did you go to school there or I went to school I went to grad school there and I worked there but this was while I was working there, um, you know, and so he he was hired to like host the show. And then um, I was asked to also co-host the show for with with Kevin. And so we were on air and everything like that. And then like, a couple years later, he reaches out to me like, yo, I have this vision. I have this dream. Like, I want to create this podcast show. Would you all be able to come? Like, would you be down to come on? I'm like, listen, like, I want to learn more details, like podcast. Cool. Like heard of them, like haven't really created one, whatever. Was, was, this, tra- was this before like the big podcast boom? I would. I think it was probably nah, like it, it was, was like a yeah, little. I was like, like right a little bit before a tip. When was it, it like 2016? Yeah, because I've been listening to podcasts since I would say like 2010. Yeah, like, like tech Rogan. podcast. But yeah, as far as them being stuff. really big in Boston, I would say like we probably were in it like a couple of months into it, type yeah. of thing. Um, and then NIC and Kevin are best friends already. And so Stefan, like NIC was on the show, like doing a lot, like a lot of our engineering work and things like that. We originally had another co-host. Um, it was originally Kevin. Um, oh, my gosh. Donald. Barbara. Yeah, Donald the Barber. I was like the Barber. I'm like, I'm all forgetting his name right now. Shout out to you, Donald. (laughs) Donald the Barber and myself. And then, you know, as anything in life, you go through transitions. And then Kevin took um, a step down for a bit. And then NIC and I picked up and we continued. So it's been cool. A lot of changes. A lot of changes. So when I saw you guys at Mm -hmm. the event, you said Bernadine loves to talk. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Not even. You were definitely makes, talking the whole my, time about Caribbean festivals and all of that. Makes my I job easier. I answered one question. I answered one question. All you, you guys question. Do you guys compete, do you yes compete no. for the mic? No. No. We have no. to see with her, we have to tell her to listen to the episodes. That was one of the things we had to do <laughs> so she, for her to realize, oh, okay. Because she would ask a question, but she would ask the question in like five questions at once. Mm-hmm. And the guest would just be like, what? so she's gotten a lot better i'll I'll give her that she's gotten a lot a lot better with that so can you guys elaborate kind of on so my show is like pretty unfocused i just Mm -hmm. like have a variety of people appear for the most part can you kind of elaborate on like what your mission is because i feel like you guys are a little more intellectual about going about <laughs> things than I am. Yeah, when you talk to us, you make it seem like we're like the parents of the group or anything. Right, uh, like, <laughs> Mom and dad. Yeah, I know, I'm like, uh, did you no, hear before just... you speak? <laughs> but, I actually do care about that. Essentially, so. the show is about bringing entrepreneurs on. So we don't just focus on musicians or anything like that. We try to go to anybody that's an entrepreneur throughout the city, whether you're a musician, you have your own restaurant, lawyer, law firm, whatever it might be. We've had everybody on, politician, anything. So we want to bring you on to tell your story, interview you, how you got where you are, what you're doing for the community, what you're doing for yourself, how you started your business, but also to promote you also at the same time. So we help promote you, push out your business. But one of the things we realized when we started doing that is we're meeting all of these talented people and sometimes they're like, hey, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. I need a graphic designer. I need somebody to print clothing for me or anything. We've kind of been behind the scene, like, hey, plug. here, exactly. Work with this person, work with that person. And then we do, you know, the other side where we talk about, we let you know what we're thinking on certain things that happen daily. But the main focus is interviewing entrepreneurs throughout the city. So whether you're a musician or whatever, we want to put you on. I'm very big on putting on this city. Like, it's one of those things I've wanted to do for so long. And I think this is a way that I can do it. 
So that's why I really focus on it, and I'm really happy about it. And it's not just surface level surface level conversations yeah. either. It's not like, oh, like who are you and what do you do? We definitely have those conversations, but we really want to dig deeper into the dialogue and talk about the challenges that people face. You know, what does support look like? Who have they been able to build with? Um, if they were to do anything else in their lives, what would they be doing? You know, to again really educate and empower other people who might be interested in going down the same path, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I see mentioned we have like entrepreneurs who have their own like law firms and cases. We had politicians who. Are running for office and really to be able to have those conversations about that perspective is super helpful as we talk about really focusing on doing it for the city and the culture and that's really our tagline right because we want to do it for the people of Boston particularly a lot of voices that aren't heard or seen in Boston and then for the culture aspect of it it's like bringing in the fact that you might be Caribbean you might be first generation you might be multi-generation you might be across the spectrum socioeconomically but you still have a story and you still have a vision so what's that journey like instead of saying I want to work for somebody else you're saying I want to work for myself and actually nine out of ten a lot of our entrepreneurs that we have on our show also do work full-time jobs right Mm -hmm. and some of them have families and some of them are in relationships and so we talk about how can you also fulfill your vision as an individual as an entrepreneur work full-time and still be committed and invested in your family and stay true to an identity that you feel like is real to you that was very profound. <laughs> He's like, uh... Well, so, so you guys work other jobs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, is something about, like, having an entrepreneurial sense fascinate you, or do you feel like you guys have entrepreneurial tendencies? I think mm. I think one thing about the internet, which what's provided, is mm. that, like, everyone can kind of start their own thing. Yeah. So, you, everyone can at least explore it. But do you guys feel like, you know, down the line, you want to own your own business, or... Oh, yeah, of course. Um, That's something myself, since I was younger, uh, I started my own DJ slash music company with a group of guys. Actually, Smooth was part of it, who was one of our official DJs. And that's something I started when I was like 19, 20. Turned it into something big. We were literally rocking out everywhere in Boston uh, back in the day. So I'm a little bit older. So because of that. How long have you been in Boston for? My whole life. I came here. I moved to Boston when I was like eight years old from Haiti. And how old are you now? Like 22? Nah, yeah, 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 22, yeah. You're 22. so nice. Thank you, thank 22 you. 22 plus 10. <laughs> See, Bernie, you don't have to tell everybody my age, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, so I've been in Boston around. I've got to see a lot of different movements and everything. So I've always had that sense of empowering myself, starting my own company, and doing it for myself, you know, versus relying on someone else. Um, feel so, you, bro. Yeah, yes. so that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, and um, for me, I do work a nine-to-five, but then I also I do have my own company, Know Your Truth, Speak Your Truth. And so through that platform, I create brave spaces to really engage in very difficult dialogues. And I provide platforms through my motivational speaking, my workshop facilitation, the occasional blogs that I put out there, um, and some spoken word poetry, depending on my schedule and my ability to commit to that. So being in that realm, I've been able to be incorporated. I've been able to be in the educational sector, nonprofit world. Um, um, you You're know, on the ball. Other entrepreneurs. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's but it's a it's a lot, right? So. But I can tell you, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't think. I well, I like that. I like I'm you. Like, like to work, right? I would love yeah. to work. Me too. But yeah, we have I've, to, tell to slow yeah, down. Yeah, and I and my body's learning to tell me to slow down. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm at, I'm at, I'm at a crossroads in many ways. I'm still keeping up with all of it, but just trying to restructure a little bit. Do you ever feel too spread thin? Sometimes. So I, I'm actually, that's one of the things I'm working on. So I feel like when I'm in it, I'm in it. And it's like, like these past few months in particular, I feel like I'm not doing, I haven't done, I've been doing all the things that I do, <clears throat> but I didn't always feel like I was doing it to the best of my ability. Yeah. And so I was definitely, but it wasn't until I was in the middle of it, right, that I realized like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. I'm stretched too thin right now. And so how do I peel back and what does that look like? So I actually took the month of July off um, to not do a lot of speaking engagements so that I can restructure. A little reset. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, because you need help? that. It, it's definitely been helpful. But currently it's July and this is technically speaking. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, but I'm not going to not support my team, right? But I haven't, I haven't, between today and tomorrow, and one event last week, Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like, but this, it's, this is, is this slower slow for me. me. Yeah. This yeah. is I slow, you slow. know, and I'm like, Literally, I need, yeah. and I need that because you have to stay balanced. And my goal is to go into August and like hit the ground running and continue to to go in um but you do you're like you know like you get so passionate about doing it so like yes 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 and then you're like how right but you already said yes so you have to follow through 
See, I feel the same way. Have you guys had Celeste up on your show yet? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like you and Celeste could talk for like 10 hours. I've been on her show, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. I was asking her about <laughs> balance, too. Mm-hmm. Stefan, you seem like you're a balanced guy, man. I try to, man. I have to because I've had to learn over the years how when I go hard, I'll go hard. Mm. And then I need my space. I'm like a Virgo, so I like being alone. I like oh, being by not myself. the astrology talk. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm but, like, I don't So I love that. I, no I tend idea. to have to balance myself because if I don't, then I realize I'm not putting forth my best. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I've had to learn that. Okay, I need my time out. I need that day off or the weekend off. Like this past weekend, I haven't done anything. Like because the past couple of weeks, we've so been, we going out after the show. Nah. Oh. <laughs> Too hot for all that. Exactly. Like, it's too go, hot. I'd rather sit in my AC home and uh, be cool and everything and uh, catch up on some TV shows or do, whatever. Do you guys have kids? No. Uh, okay. Because no uh, I, I was going to do a, a little. Pr- so I do a lot of work for a children's author. Mm. Mm. You got to do your plug. <laughs> New book coming out August 1st. Hey, nice. Ultimate Dinosaur. Do you guys Rumble. know anybody with kids? Yeah, of course. Or do you know any yeah. teachers? Yeah. Do you know any yeah. teachers? Yes. I yeah, we have teachers, yeah. uh, we'll do a little business nieces, this, yeah, <laughs> nephews. Have some free books for you. Oh, oh. nice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's actually good. Um, yeah. Saturday, Thumbprint Kids, which is a partner of ours that supports us a lot, is going to be doing a book drive in Dorchester. So yeah, yeah. Thumbprint Cares. Yes, yep. they're a real estate company in uh, Dorchester. And they uh, do it's a run lot by. of yeah. Um, what if I told you that the guy, the guy who wrote yeah. this? Mm-hmm. This series is the highest-selling nonfiction young adult series. And what, oh, if wow. I, what if I told you I get you a pack of free books for that? That'd be we amazing. We would love that. We love that. I'm and Thumbprint Cares would definitely give you yeah, a shout out. They're all but yeah, but in return, can mm-hmm. you give him a, an IG follow? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Easy that's enough. Easy, right? That's easy clicks. enough. Yeah, that's Absolutely. easy enough. Absolutely. We can make that happen. Definitely down to support. So, on, on a business segue, so we run podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. What? At the mass cast, there was uh, the conversation about monetizing a show. Mm. And so that is something that I would love to make this a lucrative business for myself. Mm -hmm. I would love to. Have you guys thought about doing it? And does it bother you that that it doesn't make bread yet? Or is it more of like, you know, let's just hustle this out? Or what? Or are you trying to position yourself to make money off of it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great question. For, for us, we're definitely trying to position to make more money off of it. We've gotten kind of a, we've done events where we've had good turnout, so we've made money that way off of it, um, whether if it was a party, one year anniversary, six months, things like that. So we've done it that way. Uh, we've worked with other partners here or there that's like, hey, we'll help you out, we'll give you stuff. It's not necessarily monetary. This year, we're actually working so that for the upcoming year and season where we have different packages and different ways of doing it. Um, and it was kind of like a learning thing because when we first started, we're like, oh, yeah, we need sponsors and everything. And we had people that really wanted to sponsor us that still wants to sponsor us. But then when we reached out to them and we're like, oh, this is how much we're trying to charge. They're like, uh, come again. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, okay, so we had to learn that, yeah, change that scale around, back. scale back a little. You know, they're like, hey, you guys are not like breakfast clubs. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. So we had to change that. And that's something that we have coming. And we have some great packages that are coming out that's going to help us because – what we've been on a year and a half it's been us that's been putting money into it we'll get money here and there but it's been us monthly putting money like yeah. into it to make it work and um you know bernie's always yelling at me because i'm the guy that's always like hey we need this we need that we need this I'm and like, she's looking at me like who's doing that <laughs> <laughs> like hey, really get whatever so, you want yeah. it's just if it's coming out of my pocket we gotta talk <laughs> and the biggest change for us we started in a studio like th- like this like it was a recording studio so all the equipment was there so we didn't have to really start up front like we got the banner and stuff like that basic stuff but then I was like, hey, let's move to our own space because we can have more stuff. It was easier for us to do. We didn't have to rely on other people. So we did our own space, but we had to get our own equipment and do it all that. So I had to be like, hey, we don't need to get you know top of the line stuff, but just stuff to us to work. To so we started. had to invest money there. Um, and they were crying the whole time. Like, oh, we're spending like 500 600 $700 with this. So I'm like, listen, we need it. It's a good investment. Exactly. <clears throat> and now they realize the benefit because Bernadine did a show um, at the black market. We used our own equipment. Mm-hmm. We didn't have to rely on people or do anything like that. And I have equipment from sound, but I have like large equipment, large scale equipment. Right. 
where it's just not feasible to do uh, but a small I, I'd also say, like, definitely we want to continue to put our work out there to eventually get some yeah. some sponsors that are brand. very consistent. Exactly. <clears throat> right, support the livelihood. Mm-hmm. I think it also helps us the more we can bring on entrepreneurs and people who are doing great things in Boston. Like, even if we can give them some giveaways or really engage our audience um, by giving them content or articles of clothing or whatever the case may be solely off of being supporters i think that long term it helps with that level of engagement too mm-hmm. um so yes financially for us but also thinking about creative ways to bring other people into the conversation and to not be like that cool cute podcast over there but it's just like no 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 we're actually doing something in the heart of the city that we were raised in so you guys have lived boston your whole life yeah never left visited other yeah places. i've been to a lot of other places yeah. but never lived anywhere mm-hmm. else outside of boston do you love it here <laughs> i i mean i personally i love it here for sure i think that when you talk about love right like i can't stand our weather our weather patterns i feel like we're winter all it. the time for reference um, you can't feel the weather yeah on soundcloud or on google play but it is a hundred degrees <laughs> yeah it's been a hundred <laughs> right. yesterday and so there are things you know so i'm like with that i would definitely opt out for something different but i've been thinking lately about like relocating so like i might relocate to like houston texas i might locate relocate to maryland those are two areas that i feel like my personality will also mesh well with given the work that i do with my company and the work that i do in education but you know i think for what we're doing right now in the city of boston it's super super important i think that boston really has a lot of life and a lot of culture to it it's about celebrating it in a positive way and not waiting for the permission of other people to recognize how much greatness happens in our community in our city thank you and not to not to totally cut you off but i'm just sick of people just like totally saying this is the city's whack Mm -hmm. like there's nothing to do this city is incredible no it's not even on a on like nightlife like the city is unbelievable Mm -hmm. and like again it's not the creative community is not fully cohesive so i think Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of like friction there Mm -hmm. but it is such a great city to start something in right like people need to be grateful that it's not la or new york yeah, it's not yeah. a dog. I feel like I agree with you. It's not a dog eat dog um, world out here that way, right? Like, I don't think a lot of people are like, no, I can't stand you, so I'm not messing with you. I find that once opportunities are provided for a lot of creatives to come together, it's nothing but love. Mm-hmm. Every time I've ever been in any space with creatives, it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you. Like, yo, you're so dope. Like, that's so talented. Like, that's you're so talented. Like, oh my god, I didn't know you knew this person and you followed this person. So I definitely think a lot of that energy and that positivity is there. I think that. Um, you know, because we don't see a lot of celebrities maybe mentioning something in particular on TV, people think we haven't made it. And so I'm like, listen, we are our local celebrities. Like, we're doing great things in this community. I think we could definitely do far better and far more because I do think, like, there's a lot of there are a lot of famous people who are who have been raised here who I think should continue to come back to Boston and, like, put Boston on the map. You have artists who will be like, and what I'm going to do mean, these great though, concerts on the map. as in like mention Boston and go to Boston events and try to reach out to some people as well and say like, hey, I'm coming to the city. Like what's going on here or like publicize again, other things that are taking place in this city. I think that um, from what I've heard and from what I've been able to, to witness, like people are just kind of like, oh, like when when artists are performing, for example. And we have concerts The you could even look at who they bring out with them, like headliners or like other artists, right? Like mm-hmm. to their concerts. You don't see a lot of amazing other artists come and open up for artists here. But you'll see them in Houston. You'll see them in L.A. You'll see them in New York. You'll see them in Chicago. And this is like, how come these people are doing the same concerts in Boston and these artists didn't even come with them? Question. So you guys have been here your whole life. Has it has it seemed more cohesive over time? Like, is, oh, yeah. Has it grown? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. when I first started, it was a dog eat dog. Like, especially I started in the DJ side. The, so were these like had, the Benzino days? Nah, not uh, a little bit after Benzino and everything fell Friends off. Not, not that old, but like it was like the early two thousands, mid two thousands or so. Where were and you doing most of your gigs? We did a lot of stuff on Lansdowne Street. We did. Uh, do you know? Aria. Do you know Lionel Brown? So he's a booker at the Middle East now, but he was doing like Bill's Bar over there. Was Bill's Bar popping Mm, on Lansdowne? It was, but not for the music that we did. We did mainly reggae, dancehall, and hip hop. Mm -hmm. So what was the name of the venue? um, What was the name of that venue? On uh, what was it? 
Club ID um, was Never there. Heard of them. Yeah, see, that was like kind of before those ages and everything yeah. like that. So we had Club ID. We had a lot of other um, downtown Roxy when it was Roxy back I in heard the day. Of Roxy. Um, there was another club across the street from Roxy uh, that we would like Felt. literally. No, not Felt. We used to do stuff at Felt here oh, and there, like big events. Uh, we had 33 um, bar uh, that was in Copley. Um, was it? Tambu. Um, Taboo up in, um, what was it? What was it? Saga. Saga, sorry. It used to be a party animal, huh? Yeah, so we was all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) We were all over the place DJing, doing stuff like that. So back then, it was literally everyone had their own group. Mm -hmm. You didn't really kind of mesh with each other. There was a few people that we messed with, but it was still a big competition. Everybody wanted to be the top dog versus let's work together. One of the things I've realized this generation um, is – a lot of the people want to be cooperative. A lot of them want to work together versus us. When we were growing, and I love that. And going back to your question, the reason why a lot of people say we're not on the map or anything like that, I want us to be like the next, whether it's like the Atlanta or the next Houston or something like that, to be that city where not only are we having people making it and being successful, but having those people that are the decision makers, the A&Rs and everything, come down here and actually check out talent. That's what I want. And I don't feel like that happens enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, Boston's not on the map. And I think that's what they're referencing to uh, on that side, at least on the yeah, arts on the entertainment and everything, side. entertainment side. Yeah, but, where, but you, so you want someone from out of town to come in here to validate the community? Not necessarily come from out of town, but to give us a voice, like to help give us like showcase our voice just like has, where it's it has happening to be here. organic though everything has to grow it does business. but you also need to have interest right yeah, so exactly. like the organic elements can happen so like i'm imagining being in a room you have like 20 boston artists i'm not saying that this producer who's like out in la is not gonna be you know what i mean like like i'm not gonna say here you must meet this person but that that producer or manager in la needs to come out to boston to meet these 20 people and see mm-hmm. who organically they can actually connect with you won't be able to have that level of connection until you're actually exposed and and are provided a platform to be in the same spaces and so i'm looking at it like how are we allowing people or providing pathways for people to stay connected and to be with each other or not you know so i mean i think a lot of like boston people are connected to each other which is awesome to nic's point i think more in like the like social scenes as far as like parties get togethers entrepreneurial endeavors you've definitely seen you definitely can see a lot more connection in these past like i'd say like year and a half to two years because i feel like even two years ago a lot of events would happen on the same days and there's only so many people that are going to these events so it made no right it it was like it was like how are you going to decide out of eight events on one saturday which one you're going to go to now there's more of a flow like people know these days are for this group these days are for that group like i want to stretch my to everywhere i want to be able to support everybody because we're all building together and the money needs to keep going so so can the connections so when you guys are talking about events are are the events diverse is it mostly mm. black people most of your events yeah majority yeah so majority so from mo- this is just for reference yeah so i've thrown some events thank you for coming well you haven't <laughs> been to one yet but you'll come to the yet. next one exactly and so i've had a, a couple comments about the fact that my events have been like relatively pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like there isn't a, not even a, like big myself up, but there's not a whole lot of cohesion between the black community sometimes. And then maybe white creatives. No. And I don't even mean to turn this into like a huge racial talk, but am I right when Yo, I say that? No, yeah, no, you're, you're right. definitely right. You're definitely right about that. That's something that you see where I would love for it to happen more, but for whatever the reason, I don't know what it is. It just, the black people do stuff in their pocket and they stay over here and you have the white people in Boston that do stuff in their pocket and they stay over there. You might see in some interaction sometimes and, and normally they get crazy meat walking yeah. in the <laughs> So you might have those crazy interactions where it might be it will take an artist coming from out of town or a big artist, but it's never localized. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the things I've kind of realized. And that's why I love the movement that you're doing and everything. And anytime you do something, I'm like, you know what? I got to support this guy because Thank you, he's man. trying to do something bigger for us and to put this city on. Why not support him? Because there's certain crowds like I never would interact with certain crowds that you have. And same thing, way with you, you probably would never met certain crowds that we have. Um, so why not? Yeah. And I think, um, 
I say in addition you to gotta that. You got to come to the next event. I definitely have to come to an event. Let's go um, to. Well, you it's, too it's that schedule. Uh-huh. It's that schedule. Uh-huh. But I'm going to do my best. Um, but I'd also say, like, it's, it's a fine line, though. I think that... Part of it is when you talk about building a community and you talk about building support, like there's there's tears to that. Right. And so I think in the black and brown community, there hasn't been a lot of cohesiveness amongst us yet. So in order for that, in order for us to be able to say other people can come and be part of that group or we're going to actually implement ourselves in other spaces. I think there's definitely a sense of value in building with each other. Um, And I think that there are certain people who are capable, ready and willing to go to other events that Mm -hmm. have such that like has that that diversity that you're referring to but the truth is too there are also some people who are like I don't want that like I live in that I work in that I go to school in that like I want a space where I can just be this black and brown person and not have to explain why I look like this why my hair's like this why I speak like this and so you know it's trying to find that those those events where a black or brown person isn't like idolized and fetishized and then a, bl- a white person isn't also targeted as this like fake ally want to be down but not really down kind of person right like where it's a genuine connection where people can truly say hey i respect where you come from <clears throat> you respect where i come from like let's really just vibe out and not have it be like a racially focused situation but not saying that race is absent from the conversation either, because I think when we talk about uniting fronts, like people need to talk about the real racial infrastructures that separate us in order to bring us together. So like black black organizers and events like they have challenges sometimes because these business owners have strategic ways of like pushing them out of spaces and are telling them that they can't throw events in certain spaces. And so you still have, yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean? So like you still have that racial undertone there too. And this is like, why not? Right? Like, because if this was like a white person trying to throw this event, you probably wouldn't be asked these 20 questions. So like what's going on there. And so when you have those challenges trying to build, it's harder to be like, all right, like you can just come when it's just like, it was so hard for me to even be here for my people. But all of a sudden I have, access to like a white person who can come and support this event and now I'm more credible right and it's just like what what's going on there and so again I I, I want to attend one of your events but I think when we talk about you the, want the, you want the free t-shirt <laughs> not listen I have a lot of teas but <laughs> you know like what I really want is like real spaces for us to just really be yeah, and there's not so, like a there's not an agenda it's just like no like so a we lot just of really people fuck with each other a lot of a lot of people have expressed that they would like some sort of like new wave of venues. Mm. That, yes. That's the cons. But I'm going to segue real quick. So mm-hmm. did you guys all both go to BPS? I did. Where did you go? Well, I went to a charter school. So What, um, what was it called? The Academy of the Pacific Rim. Okay. It's a charter school in High Park. Don't know that. Where did you go? Nah, I went to a Catholic school. I went to Cathedral High School. Oh, no. Catholic Conference. Yeah, Catholic. <laughs> yeah, man. It was like, it was the, the most public Catholic school you could ever go to. No uniform, no nothing. And uh, yeah, if you didn't know... You would not know it was a Catholic school until you went to the religion class. Are you saw the building? Are you still actively Catholic? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You go go to church. Are you from Boston? Oh, no, I'm from Lincoln, Mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know Lincoln. And Lincoln. and my parents were split, so I spent time in Lincoln and Cambridge. Okay. okay. Well, Cambridge was very diverse. It's well, it's extremely diverse. So I had the mayor of Cambridge up here. He says it's the most gentrified city ever. Boston is. No, Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge, really? Absolutely. That's interesting because when you when it, when you don't live there, you don't see that, right? Yeah. Like I just go through Cambridge all the time, and I'm like, my gosh, there's so many different. There are variations of restaurants to eat well, at. Like, well, the thing is, Boston is actually wildly diverse. It's but it's segregated. Just, but it's yeah, but yeah. it's very segmented yeah. by community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fields Corner is like very Asian, right? Yep. Now. Is it Vietnamese? Is like a big community there? Yeah, Mm -hmm. now it's starting to be big. But back in the day, it was like black and Hispanic. Yeah, it was black, Hispanic. Even like around uh, Academy Homes area, that was mainly Spanish. Now it's turning. Shirley, where did you go to high school? school. (laughs) Oh, so you were at Catholic school too? Yeah, these are those Christian holy rollers. Well, I went to Catholic. <laughs> co- I went to a Catholic college. You went to a Catholic college. Oh, I went to Providence go? College. Oh, oh PC. Okay. I remember visiting really? them. I went to Emmanuel College. So. Whoa! Mm-hmm. How was that? Yeah, right. I was like, yeah, that's like. The you, same. you went to Regis, so you went like five miles from the city, <laughs> but that <laughs> the campus was like a golf course. Though. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's wild. Big campus. I love the parties at Regis back in the day. What do you What do you think about Catholic education in schools? Uh, How's that for a question? For me, okay, I'm, am I doing good? It's good. I'm here like <laughs> for me, I wish I actually. The only reason I actually went to Catholic school was my principal. I was supposed to go to West Roxbury, and my mm-hmm. principal in middle school was like, 
hey, he's too smart for this. I need him to go to a school where he's going to focus. And I was very tech um, savvy. So uh, there was a school called Don Bosco. It was like a technical school. I got accepted, and then it got shut down. So got my acceptance letter probably, what, in April-ish? May, I got another letter. Oh, yeah, sorry. School's being shut down next year. We need to find you another <laughs> like, place to go. Stick this kid with the priest. Yeah, though? so... It was crazy. So last minute, my mother was like, hey, where do you want to go? It was between that or uh, um, BC. And I'm like, I'm not going to old guy school. I told him, like, oh, if BC you send high. me, yeah, BC high. I was like, if you send me to BC, I will fight someone the first week to get kicked out. I'm not going. I'm not wow. doing old. <laughs> I didn't want to do old though. boys school. I didn't care. I didn't want to do old boys. It's a great I'm school. Sorry. It is. Um, so because of that, I ended up going to Man, Cathedral and, uh, you know, had fun. There. It was a small school, which I, I liked, but. There's certain things because of us being in the inner city. I didn't really, it was majority black, Spanish. I had maybe like two white kids in my class. So it wasn't until I got to college that I was like, Where'd oh, you go to college? Wentworth. So, so I went you've to always been doing tech street. stuff, huh? Yeah, I've always been a techie and everything. So With the pie shirt on. <laughs> so yeah, so that that was like. I didn't even notice. <laughs> I'm like, I definitely see that. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> it's I mean, it's, We I know. <laughs> so were you. Pr- did you embrace the Catholic education when you were in college? I'm, I mean, excuse me, in high school? In high school? Because you probably had a actually, theology yeah, class. Yeah, right? because I had one of my religion teachers that actually opened up my eyes a lot. My mother was that heavy, heavy Christian, went to church like five times a week, all types of stuff, right? So because of that, I was into it, and I used to sit there, and I'm like, okay, I need to learn more about my religion that I'm praying every day and going to church every Sunday on. And I spoke to uh, my teacher and he had me read certain books and open up my eyes. Mm. And it was one of those things, like, I had to bring back to my mother. There were certain things. I'm like, yeah, hey, you know, this is not true. You know, this is this. This is made by this. And it kind of rocked her world because she didn't really do that. She was just go to church, listen to the priest. Like, she held a priest to, like, the highest order. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, it's like God, basically. What, what does it give you now, Catholicism? Um, It's kind of like that sense of satisfaction. Um order sometimes uh when my life gets crazy it's a discipline yeah i tend to go back to that um and at my deepest and hardest points in my life whenever i had those i kind of went back to praying and it helped me yeah um see that so a lot of kids my age right i'm 23 Mm. we didn't all really grow up with religion Mm. you know like everyone's parents everyone's grandparents was were in church every sunday exactly but i think a lot of people they they're religious selectively when it's like things are going hard mm-hmm. exactly. so it's, so it's like it's always good to know you like i th- i know i think I got, god got my back yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. right. is that the way you feel not necessarily um because i practice it all the time i'm not one of those people that just says okay i'm just going to go you're, to church you're not just there on christmas yeah or, or you know or christmas like or easter i'm there i try to Sometimes go to church at least twice a month you're pissed <laughs> <laughs> i just seen it you so hate many the bandwagon times. jumpers I, oh my gosh that's but me. i'm that's like me. that for sports so i'm like i only watch the super bowl but um, i'm like church is different yeah, i mean so balance yeah. is balance yeah i try to i try to practice as much as i can and not just practice it on Sundays, and that's the biggest part that I've taken away from it, is I need to practice in other aspects of my life, the way I treat people, the way I interact with people. So I tend to be more open. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, you might be, in the past couple months, one of the most positive dudes I've met, bro. (laughs) I know you always tell me that. I'm like, oh, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, I try to be because... I might have to go to church with you. (laughs) You (laughs) You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. You never know who you're going to meet. That's my thing. And you always want to treat everyone with respect. It could be from a president down to a janitor, or not saying the janitor's at the bottom of the totem pole, but whatever it is, or that bum that's on the street. I always like to try to treat people the same because you never know who you're going to meet. I've met some people that I didn't think they were anybody, and then they helped me out the most in life. Are you bringing the priest to the West Indian Festival? <laughs> no, we passed by the church. Yeah, we though. passed he's by. Gonna, he's going to be traumatized. Yeah, he's gonna exactly. be traumatized. He wouldn't want to be there. <laughs> That's one day he would not want to be there. So, nah. So are, are you actively religious also? Um, I would say I'm actively spiritual, not so much like yeah, I religious. Like that. Um, because I'm definitely a woman who's strong in her faith. I grew up Catholic. Um, I do my best to go to church on Sundays. 
um, as many Sundays as I can. Actually, this segment is taking place of church, <clears throat> but it's cool. Amen. <sighs> Hallelujah. Um, no. So one time little church. Shout <laughs> no, out, but shout I out love to God, it. man. Yes. Shout out to God. No, but I mean, he makes this possible, right? Like, seriously, all jokes aside, like, I love that. Um, to be able to be spiritually. Uh, sorry, elaborate. Yeah. God makes this possible. So are you big on predestination and predetermination? <clears throat> I am. And I'm like, I'm big. I'm big on. I'm big on a lot of different. I mean, I think I, I think really what I'm biggest on is that everything in life happens for a reason and it's written somewhere for sure. But I think it's up to us to really be able to tap into the messages and see how it plays itself out. And what I mean by that is I feel like my life, there have been a number of times where I've tried to control my life for me instead of just being like, God, just lead me and guide me wherever you feel like I need to. And I feel like I've been, I've I faced a lot more challenges that way when I've tried to be like the one steering the ship by myself. But every time I take the time to silence outside noises and say like, God, like, where do you want me to go with this? Like, how am I supposed to maneuver through this world? Like, show me the way. Things just work out for me. And, and that's happened for me professionally. That's happened to me with friendships. That's happened to me with relationships and my family dynamic. Um, when I reflect back even into my adolescence, like, there, I faced some medical hardships as a child, and I would have died. And, um, what, what, and what did you face? I had this, this kidney problem called nephrotic syndrome. And it's a kidney problem that a lot of people have actually died from through the years. And I wasn't expected to live past, like, six or seven wow. um, from it. And I remember going to the doctors and taking a, and having to receive a number of shots and medication to monitor it and I went to a church in Canada and I prayed on a statue and I was like God like why am I so sick like I just want to be healed from this like let me be healed from this and shortly after um, leaving that church in Canada I came to a doctor's appointment in Boston and I didn't have nephrotic syndrome at all Sound, sounds cinematic <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Lord I show mean, me a sign yeah. please. but I mean and you know the what I mean and, and I, like but Jesus. the thing is, is like I was a child right so I'm like I don't like I just know that I didn't have to go get shots anymore i just knew that i didn't have this kidney disease anymore like i didn't end up going i didn't end up going the route where a lot of people have gone where they need to go through dialysis and like pass away from that you know mm. like like that like again like i'm See, very I'm the blessed exact I'm very opposite. i believe you're like you hold yourself too many people want to sit there and be like oh god got me no get your own damn self I, like do well, stuff I think it's your a balance a lot of and i think that makes a lot of people lazy yeah, I was because like, I they'll think it's sit there and they'd be like, "Yo, you know what? I'm gonna wait for God to guide me," and they don't do anything to try to get to where they well, want to. I, I watched a person do that who was sick with like lung cancer and was still smoking, and the doctors are like, "Stop smoking, well, doing, eat better." He's like, "Oh, but God got this." I said, ah, "What? You're not. Yeah. You're you yeah. like God is yeah, giving God. you the doctors and the medication to yeah. guide you, yo. Yeah. Like God thinks you're a dub, bro. Exactly. God thinks you're a dub. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, no disrespect, and may he rest in peace. But I'm like, come like. <laughs> it's both right yeah. so and that's what i mean like god got me for sure but i have to do the work yeah, i have exactly. to show up i have to like ask the questions i have to shake the hands like i have to pray and like you said earlier you're like some people only go to god when they're in need i'm like when positive things happen i'm oh, like thank you so much yeah. for this See, like this I, wouldn't have happened without you so you well you two have very different viewpoints on mm -hmm. god than in that case mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you think it do you think religion has has it ever been divisive for you like has it ever taken back in your life what do you mean like taking us taking us back i i mean like do you think like a religious mindset has ever held you back ah mm. uh, i would say probably when because i was cause younger because I'm, I'm similar to you in the fact like Oh, is that a bad question? No, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like... Yeah, when I was younger, I would say, yeah, because I used to be scared of doing certain things. See, that was the one thing, is like, I think sometimes classical religion, like Catholicism, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it instills a lot of fear in people. Yes, it does. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean, and that's, that's how we're in our political arena, but whatever, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but, you know, but seriously, fear. But So my challenge with religion are those sentiments, right? Where it's just like you need to treat people the way, you know, you deserve, like you want to be treated or with respect or whatever, because if you don't, you'll mm -hmm. go to hell. I don't like that. I'm like, no, no, no. Treat people with respect and, and honor them and communicate and be respectful, period, because that's the humane thing to do. Not because you're scared of going to hell, right? Like, I think that there's a subtle difference there where it's just like how you're treating people solely off of this fear or how you're treating people because you you know that people deserve to be treated that way um and so it's like to answer your question do i feel like religion has held me back not particularly but i also and that's why i say i'm more spiritual than anything because i grew up catholic but i have friends who um you know are are like identify as homosexuals and i'm like 
I'm not going to shun you and I do mm-hmm. nor do I believe you're going to go to hell off of that. Yeah. Like I don't I don't see it like that. Um right? Like and that's a challenge. And so I I've, I've seen religion create or provide platforms to have a lot of conversation in my family where we challenge a lot of cultural and religious norms, right? And so I'm like, we're living in a world where I'm like, I don't know, one of my cousins might come home and say, hey, like I like uh, like one of my boy cousins might say I love a boy. Like a girl might say I like a girl. Like I've had a cousin talk to us and re- like to talk to my sister and I and be like, I think I'm bisexual, right? And so I'm like, in, in our spiritual Catholic household, she'd be shunned. But I'm like, well, what do you mean by that? Like talk talk to me more about that. Like let's really address these things. Or like, you know, you get married once and you can't ever get remarried. Or you can't, you know, you can't marry a person with children. Or like, like I don't know, like you have to wear certain colors and patterns i'm yeah, like those are things are, like i don't i don't operate in yeah yeah like i'm just like no be yourself and yep. i love you because i love you not because i love you because if i don't love you i'm gonna go to hell like no i <laughs> love you because i love you like you are a person deserving of respect yeah when i turned 16 and they told me i couldn't have sex i was like hell no or right sex I'm before sorry. marriage you yeah. know like this that's is, not happening it's, it's not, it's not, like my it's not fight. human like, yeah right. like, what like, you want and, me to t- what? Right. Like, and I'm all like, these hormones in my body, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Tell me I can't do these things. You got like you a know? major dirt lip. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or like, you know, tattoos. Like, if, because I have tattoos, like, I'm going to go to oh, yeah, hell what's, now. What's this tat? Um, it's a religious tattoo, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you got the six God hands. It's right. It's praying hands with rosary beads, and it says God bless the slash God bless. So the S is the S and a D, or supposed to be. Is your last name really truth? No. 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 Can you no. imagine? My <laughs> last name is actually Desange, which is of the angels. So. Well, you know what Connor means? What does Connor mean? God's gift. Hey. Just see. kidding. <laughs> I'm done. I'm like, bye. Like, I don't even know what to say. I can't laugh at God. So I'm like, or you. I'm like, I la- I don't know. Anyway, awkward. So, <laughs> okay. Blessings blessings. One, Stefan got a lineup for this. Did you get a lineup for this? I did not get a lineup for this. I got a haircut last week. I had, a, I had another event through for work this week. So my hair was... All crazy, yeah. so I had to get a haircut. Where do you guys get your haircut? Oh, I get my haircut. I'm like, I used to be loyal to a barber, <laughs> and then I'm like, yo, I have to be loyal to my schedule. So, um, so I do you, used get, do you get charged more because you're a woman for a lineup? No, I mean, I get I pay like somewhere between 15 and 20 dollars. Okay, so same how much do you pay? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'm like, I don't think so. so I, t- I tip my barber, so yeah, actually. I tip my barber too. Oh, so, okay. I'm like, listen, don't do that. <laughs> I actually find that getting my hair cut at women focused salons charge, charge me way more money than going to the barber shop. Mm. Oh, so you have women that give you lineups? I've yeah, ne- like I've never you, had there that. are salons that have like have you, that are like natural mm-hmm. hair salons or um, that really focus on again, like the, the natural hair. And so, as far as like maintenance and, and and management but i go to the barber i'm like i really like the way that they cut my hair um and i used to go to well i do go to i think it's like razor's edge mm-hmm. in mattapan and then i just started going to this other barber shop not too far from my nine to five job because it's just conveniently located for me i can walk there on my lunch break get a haircut go back to the office keep going and and go about my day yeah, uh, I used to use one barber, but uh, he's uh, incarcerated. So, <laughs> uh, shout that, out to my to, guy. Yeah, I had to uh, <laughs> shout out to you, man. <laughs> for listening. Uh, so I had to go find me a new barber. Hopefully, you're doing lineups in prison, right? Uh, I, you might be making sure. a bag in prison. <laughs> yeah, so I had to go find me a new barber. Uh, that's been difficult because mm. I'm very particular in how I get my hair cut. So that's been one of those things. I'm like, mm. and I found one bar. Do I trust good. this guy? Exactly. So it's very hard. I've like, had experiences. Yeah. <laughs> you get off the chair. You're like, what? what the hell did you just do to me? So I'm one of those guys. The first time I get a haircut, I'm like literally staring at the mirror like, no, 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 no. This okay. rem- <laughs> it reminds me too. Like one time I was in a pinch. When I tell y'all I was in a pinch for a haircut and my schedule just, and it was like right before our podcast show. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> I just need to get this haircut. Like where is this going to happen? So I went to this place that Google did Dorchester's finest. And I'm like, I don't, in my mind, I'm thinking it's like a black barbershop. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like that's what I'm used to. Walk in there. <laughs> Everybody in there is white. Open the door. Everyone's looking at me and I'm looking at them and I'm like, Brendan, you have two options. You either walk away <laughs> But that's not who you are, right? You go straight to like, that chair. Or you sit in that chair. So, like, I, I went in there, and I was, like, I was praying the whole time. I was, like, God, please just have this be a great haircut. Like, have this be a great haircut. How was it? It was amazing. I mean, the dude did a great job. We were talking We were talking about it. I'm, like, yo, don't fuck up my hair. He's, like, no, I know you're black. I got you. I was just, like, I know you're white, and I'm trusting you. And it was amazing because we were, like, having this conversation in this barbershop. 
And it was dope because he was just like, yo, I wish more people sat in the chair. Because he's like, you'd be surprised how many people open that door and walk out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I have to be true to myself. The same way I'm telling other people to give black and brown people a chance is the same way I have to do that in reverse. Like, I have to walk in my truth, too. Now, the truth is I was scared and nervous. And I was like, this could go all the way south. But then the other part of it is like, he's a barber. Yeah. And get your haircut. That that like that doesn't change, right? So, and we just chopped it up. We laughed, took pictures, and went about my way. And I got the job that I needed that haircut for. So it was dope. I loved it. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I feel like you're a big thinker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to tell oh, over there nodding her head. Shirley, yeah. are, we, are we calling the cameras right now? <laughs> I am a thinker. So one I just want let's get a big high five over here. This is a pod, hey. big Boston podcast high five. Love Come on. It. Come on. That's Stephon. the team. That's yes, the team. I love it. I love it. I love it. So love what about it. you? I gotta ask you real quick. I know. Please. Why did you start this podcast? Because I'm I'm an attention whore. Okay. <laughs> All right, thanks. No, uh so I had thrown a big show. It was actually a year ago today. I sold oh, out the wow. Middle East. Amazing. The yeah. Middle East down were you gigging at the Middle East downstairs at all? Back in the days, yeah. I used to go over here or there. I've always been doing my own thing for a long time, and I couldn't really reach out to anybody. I might have even DM'd you guys. I don't even know. Were you guys up a year ago? Yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. And I, to promote the show, there was like no real platform that could have mm-hmm. helped me promote the show, mm-hmm. so I noticed there was kind of a niche, and I knew I wanted to keep doing branding stuff. And so I started the show and... Haven't missed an episode. Haven't missed an episode two a week, man. Since nice, nice. It's amazing. What was the event that you put yeah. on at the Middle East? It was a it was a concert with all Boston artists. Nice. Oh wow! What was it called? Washed up. Because I was up. just leaving college. Mm. It's like yeah. everyone's washed up. Get That's it. wild. So That's amazing. The name. We've been trying to figure out what's up with the name. Where'd you get the name from? Golden Deer. Yeah. Do you want me to be a salesman here? Or do you want me to? Yes. Be yeah. Pitch no, it, man. do it. It's your it's platform. Your Make yeah. it happen. So, in college. I was known as Coach Connie because okay. I had a YouTube channel where I was making like skits and sketches. And like, you know, I had a name for myself on my campus. Mm. And so YouTubers traditionally have end cards. Mm. And so me and my friend, the semester had ended, we were thinking of a logo, mm-hmm. right? So I grew up in Lincoln on Deer Haven Road. So I was thinking okay. of either doing a deer or a horse, like a pony, because mm-hmm. in my freshman year dorm, was called the barn because it was disgusting and everyone called me like the, the flamboyant pony who was always like doing like crazy <laughs> shit and so we we're choosing between a pony and a deer two three weeks we couldn't choose and i was editing a video one night 4 a.m i was on the highway smack oh you did not hit a deer, hit a deer man you did not that's hit. god showing you the sun. And, and listen <laughs> I, I know that's a crazy I, way to show me the sun no but listen <laughs> It was so instantaneous, but there was a moment when I was driving and I saw the deer, mm. right? there. It was probably a millisecond where I could turn the wheel like this much. Mm. And it, it was a moment where I was actually outside the car and I could see this happening. It was the craziest shit of all time. Oh, wow. wow. And so hit the deer, just like rattled. Mm. Like totally rattled. Kept driving, right? I was probably like 10 minutes from my house. I kept driving, didn't do anything. I get up the next day. Dude, am I a salesman right now or am I being honest? Being honest. <laughs> being honest. Go ahead. Blood all over my car. Yeah. I'm like, damn. I was pulling out like deer steaks from yeah. my grill. Oh. That deer is gone. But listen, How was your car? But listen, the, ne- the next night, right, I-, I walk outside and I see another deer. <laughs> uh, definitely not the same one. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Golden Deer Productions. Yeah. Okay. I've always wanted like we and we you, sat back. Like, <clears throat> yeah. What, what is, I was confused. From like I'm like and then we're the like does he look like a deer? Head. Like literally like, had that conversation. Like he doesn't look like a deer. Like <laughs> Scorpio Spice and I have had that conversation. She's <laughs> like he, he looks like, look like a deer. <laughs> they Thanks, don't Shirley. Think like, they don't think you look like. And a deer. I'm like big deer. I'm a big buck. I'm like he doesn't look like a deer. She's like. But where does he get the name from? Where is I'm it like, from? I, I don't know. I was like, I asked well, him. <clears throat> backtracking. Were you okay? Like, were you? Safe? Oh yeah, was your I'm, car okay? Like, car was a dub. Yeah. And then, was, what about the arrow? One of my friends got a on the head. I know. Oh, is, so is that's that from like the that's from show? Avatar: The Last Airbender? Okay, that's, that's what favorite, I thought. It was my favorite show growing up. Okay, y'all don't know about that. Yeah, nope. He was into comics. Little Instagram. No, just that show actually. Okay, but we got a new season coming. We're theming a new show coming up. Nice. Thanks. I thought you had um. What's his name? You've introduced me to long hair, 
Isn't he like Jack? A, yeah, isn't he like a co-host he, with you, or what so does he, he do? does all the graphics? Mm-hmm. Okay, he just does graphics. Okay. But he's also my guy, and so when gotcha. I'm out here making moves like a maniac, I consult him a lot. Where do nice. you see? Where do you see um, Reindeer Productions going? Golden Great. Reindeer. Wait, Golden Deer. What golden is it? Reindeer. Wow. Golden yeah, I'm Deer. Golden I'm like deer. looking at this. Golden, golden Deer. Excuse me. <laughs> Let me be. That's for you. Oh, thank you. But seriously, where do you see Golden you need Deer a, Productions you need a, going? You need to double up here. Yeah. Here, take this one. This is cool. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna do a lot in this city. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna get a lot done. That's amazing. Um, definitely fi- want to figure out ways to Say support it. you in the work. Getting a lot done now. Right. And the people. Thank you. I want to be. I. You only been doing this for a year. No, I've been hustling for a long no, 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 time. No, 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 no. I mean, like, the podcast. like The podcast, about 10 months. 10 months? Wow. Okay. It's amazing. What's been, your, what's been your favorite episode thus far? This one. Of course. This <laughs> is not. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, no, we're not doing the whole marketing angle. I, but, like, seriously, I like, love, what, what kinds I love, of episodes I'm you really like? bad at the production. Mm. I hate it. Mm. I'm, I'm <laughs> much happier. I have producers now that help me out with everything. Yeah. But I love the fact that. I can meet people consistently that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met prior. Yeah, it's yes. awesome. That's my yeah, part. that's yeah. I love that. That's it's one true. of the biggest. Because yeah. who doesn't want to get interviewed? Who doesn't want to talk about themselves? Right themselves and what they do. How you can support them. How you can connect. I mean, yeah. but also like great things are happening in Boston.